When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Well, hello there, my friends, and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to episode 415 of Sustainable Minimalists. This is a show about intentional and eco-friendly minimalist living. We are really honing in on the intentionalism today as we discuss holiday decor. Environmentalists call Christmas the world's greatest annual environmental disaster. And so on today's show, we're getting intentional, again with that word, intentional about our holiday decorations once and for all. A listener reached out and suggested I cover this topic because in their view, and frankly in my view as well, all the decor is getting out of control, isn't it? There's the lights, of course, but before it was lights, you know, just on a section of the roof, and now it's every square centimeter of the front of your house covered in lights. There's the blow-up inflatables. Who thought of those and where did they come from? We're talking about that today, that litter the lawn, and I use the word litter intentionally. (laughs) We're talking inside the house, every nook and cranny covered with some decor item. And so on today's show, we're discussing holiday decor, yes, but there is a major emphasis on the Christmas decorations. Because let's face it, the Christmas decorations is where it all gets really out of hand. And so we're zeroing in on Christmas today, but please know, even if you don't celebrate Christmas, you're still welcome here There's a place for you here today and every day within our community. And while we're on the topic, let me just say to my Jewish listeners, I know you're going through something big and hard right now. Anti-Semitism is rearing its ugly and disgusting head in full force. And even though I'm not Jewish, I see you in pain. You are always welcome here. All right, so why, you might be wondering, why on earth, Stephanie, are you talking about Christmas decorations and holiday decor on November 2nd? The reason is, obviously, it's because the decorations are out in full force right this minute. I don't go to stores often, but I went to a store in (laughs) mid-October, and the decorations were everywhere. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show, but since when do stores transition to Christmas in early to mid-October, what the heck? That's called Christmas creep. We'll talk about that later in the show as well. Now, I just want to say, before we get into it, that we're not doing anything serious 
or significant today. We're not dismantling capitalism. We're not saving humanity from the ravages of climate change. We're not helping the planet in gigantic, huge, grandiose ways. Today is an easy breezy episode in which we are simply seeking to get more intentional with our holiday decor. Now let's get into part one today, which is the numbers. Let's talk numbers for a minute. As of 2021, the global Christmas decoration market was valued at $5.52 billion. That's a big number. If your brain is the size of mine, it's hard to wrap your head around $5.52 billion, isn't it? So what does that mean? What does the average American family spend on new decorations each year? The answer is $269. That is the amount of money that the average American family spends on new Christmas decorations, and they spend it every single year. Now, according to data provided by the National Retail Federation, the majority of these people who are spending $269 per year say that they put up their decorations right after Thanksgiving and take them down in January. So this means that the average American is spending $269 on an item that they enjoy for just one month out of the year. And then the next year, they go out and buy $269 more worth of similar stuff. Now, again, according to this data, holiday spending has increased by 45% over the last decade. These numbers tell me that I'm not crazy when I say, wow, the lawn game, the lights and the inflatables and the this and the that. I'm not crazy when it seems to me that we're really amping it up a notch. We actually are amping it up a notch. Holiday spending has increased by 45% over the last 10 years. These numbers also tell me that holiday decor, it's following the same trend As every other product on the shelves, we consumers are choosing time and time again, whether we're talking about holiday decor or we're talking about fashion or we're talking about home goods, whatever the product is, we Americans, we continue to choose to amass quantity as we simultaneously overlook quality. Now, you might be wondering to yourself, well, that $269 average on new decorations each year, what are people spending their money on? Well, the most common purchased item is tree lights. 57% of people buy new tree lights every year. And I can understand that, right? Every year I plug them in before putting them on the tree. I learned the hard way one of my first years in my own apartment. (laughs) But that's another story for another day. But yeah, I mean, the lights don't always last. So I can totally understand replacing something that's broken. But other smaller home adornments too, ornaments, tinsel, ribbon, and again with the ornaments too, I can understand that. Maybe not $269 worth of ornaments, but I buy a new ornament every single year for our tree. If we're on vacation in August, I go out of my way to try and find an ornament that we can put on our Christmas tree to remind us of the memories that we had on the trip. I can understand the ornaments, but again, maybe not $269 worth. Then there's the other single-use or disposable items, the tinsel, the ribbon, etc. So those are what people are spending the majority of their money on when they buy holiday decor. But again, I really wanted to drill down on the why. 
$269 is the price of an expensive pair of really good quality jeans. $269 is the price of a really nice 100% cashmere sweater. This is a lot of money, right? And so if you're spending $269 on a pair of real great jeans or a real quality sweater, let's say, you're going to wear those items countless times this year and throughout the years. It's going to last. And so it's crazy to me, and maybe I'm just really darn frugal, but it's crazy to think about spending $269 for a month's worth of use, right? I mean... Am I nuts? (laughs) So why do so many of us do this? $269 for a month of enjoyment, and then it's gone. Well, the main factor that fuels the demand for this shiny and new holiday decor, it's the significance of the season, and particularly the significance of the Christmas holiday. And not only from a religious point of view, yes, if you celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, but also the significance that has been created through marketing and capitalism and the stores and the commercials and the this and the that, this holiday has really been commercialized. It's really been built up so that it's significant, right? And when asked how they feel about the money they spend on decorations alone, the vast majority of participants in this data research study that I'm citing said that they believe their holiday spending on decorations was worthwhile. Many participants even said that they wished they could afford to pay for more. Participants tended to cite the fact that the Christmas season is magical and it's a family-oriented time. And so it seems to me that for many of us, Christmas in particular gives us the excuse we've been looking for to get swept away by or into the holiday spirit through spending. Now, other participants also said that decorating for the holiday season is their way to make this magical time more magical, to unite their families, to create that picture-perfect Christmas day, let's say, and also to create a more inclusive neighborhood. There was a subset of participants who said that, you know, if you live in a neighborhood and other people are decorating, it is prudent of you to join in on the fun by decorating the exterior of your house. And so again, it does seem to me as somebody who loves Christmas, Christmas is my favorite holiday and December is my favorite month, (laughs) but it does seem for me as though Christmas provides the perfect reason, the perfect excuse, let's say, for us to just throw caution to the wind and live daringly, live unintentionally, at least for one month, right? We'll deal with the mess. We'll deal with the guilt. We'll deal with all the trash we've created in January. We'll worry about the credit card statement and the debt that we perhaps accumulated in the new year, And I mentioned Christmas creep in our intro today. There is this phenomenon called Christmas creep. It's the tendency for Christmas-related products and decorations and advertising to be displayed earlier and earlier each year. 
And so again, yeah, I never go into stores if I can help it. It's just a personal preference. I don't get much enjoyment out of stores anymore. I always spend more money than I wanted to when I go into them. And so if I need something, I by and large buy it online. However, (laughs) I did have to go to Lowe's two weeks ago. And if you don't know what Lowe's is, it's like a Home Depot. It's a gigantic box store that sells construction supplies and home stuff. I guess that's the best way I could describe Lowe's. But I had to go into Lowe's because I had to look at a sample of carpet. There was no way I could do this online. I had to go into a store. So my husband and I, we left our kids with my mom, the grandmother, and we went to Lowe's. This was mid-October, everybody. And I was absolutely shocked, and not shocked in a good way, to see the entire front of the store covered in Christmas stuff. I'm talking life-size Santas, all in different ethnicities. I'm talking life-size reindeer pulling a sled you could purchase, lights galore, blow-up yard things. It was jarring, if I'm being honest. And I, it was probably more jarring for me than other people because I never go into stores. And so it was just like, whoa, all the lights, all the colors, all the sounds, all the this and the that. I was like, get me out of here and get me out quickly. And so it was jarring for me for that reason, because I'm not in stores all that much. But it was also jarring because again, it was mid-October. Mid-October, we hadn't even hit Halloween yet. And then on top of that, Dare I say this display with all the lights, all the life-size figurines, all the blow-up things with their individual fans making their little humming noises, if I'm going to be honest, I'm going to say it, none of it was tasteful. It was borderline gaudy. And so back to Christmas creep, stores are putting out the Christmas decorations earlier and earlier each year. And so what are you and I, the normal people going into stores to do our shopping, to think? It is natural for us to assume that this is the way it's always been done. This is what we're doing. This is what everybody else is doing. And so as with most things in life, it's easier, of course, to just hop on the bandwagon than be one of the few who's left behind. Now, speaking of inflatable yard decorations, I have to ask, rhetorical question, of course, because I'm sitting in my basement by myself in the closet, but when did inflatable yard decorations take over Christmas (laughs) and Halloween and Thanksgiving and name the holiday? There's now an inflatable decor item for the holiday. I looked into this because what the heck? These inflatable things, they are made by a Texas company called Jemmy Industries. Do you know what Jemmy Industries made before they invented? I don't know if they invented them, but before they put all their eggs in the inflatable lawn decoration basket, do you know what they made? Take a guess. You'll never guess it. I'm going to bring you back in time. They created Big Mouth Billy Bass. Do you know what that is? Yeah, you do. It's that animatronic singing fish on a plaque. That was a super popular gag gift around the year 2000, right? Remember that thing? If you don't remember it, Google it. Big Mouth Billy Bass. It's a fish made of plastic and 
other metal parts that when you turn it on, it starts singing. It's very interesting. Ever wonder where all those big mouth Billy Basses are now? I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say they are all in landfills all over this country. (laughs) It's a gag gift. It's junk. It's a junk gift. And enter Jemmy Labs. So nobody wants big mouth Billy Bats anymore, but Jemmy Labs doesn't want to go out of business. So they created these lawn inflatables. They retail. So depending on the size, they retail for as low as $15 and upwards of $200. These inflatable lawn things are made of coated polyester. They require electricity to run. In my view, these inflatable things are particularly concerning from an environmental perspective because there's really no reuse option that I can think of. Once they pop, you can probably patch it for a year or two, but then it's trash. It's trash. What can you reuse this item for? Everything in 2023, and this is purely my opinion, I could definitely be wrong, But it certainly seems as though when it comes to the decor and especially the outside decor, the lawn decor, everything is bigger and louder and brighter. And I'm going to say it, tackier. Now, speaking of tacky, let's talk about lights. There is such a thing as a tasteful amount of lights. And then on the other side of that coin, there's such a thing as a gaudy amount of lights. And guess what? The lights you're using to decorate can have a big impact on your holiday carbon footprint. According to Energy Saving Trust, an extravagant light display can produce enough carbon dioxide to fill 95 telephone boxes during the 12 days of Christmas alone. The inflatables plus the lights, this brings me to the sad truth that we have to address before we can move on, and it's this. Most retail decorations are cheap and just don't last. So for the cheaply made items that break, where do we put them? Yeah, we put them in the landfill. It has been known for many years that household waste does increase by more than 25% from Thanksgiving to New Year's, and that's according to Stanford University's Waste Reduction Program. The additional waste, so it's not just in decorations, it's also in food, shopping bags, packaging, wrapping paper, bows, all of this excess waste, it contributes to an additional 1 million tons of trash that enters our landfills each week during the holiday season. I really want you to think about that. So our household waste increases by 25% during the holiday season. Your 25% increase plus my 25% increase plus everybody in America's 25% increase contributes to an additional 1 million tons of trash entering landfills each week. Full stop. So we're going to pause here on that sobering note for our ad break. But when we come back, I have some thoughts. We'll get to my thoughts in a minute. Hello, Sustainable Minimalist listeners. Are you committed to living a greener and simpler life? Well, meet Home Threads, your ally in more sustainable and minimalist home decor. As the total destination for decor and furniture, Home Threads helps you define your minimalist lifestyle 
while respecting the planet. Discover their exclusive Haven collection. They use many sustainable materials without compromising on style. And here's the best part. Home Threads always has the best value. It was time. After nine years of living in our home, it was time to replace our outdoor furniture. And my husband and I, we went to Home Threads. We have a Home Threads patio umbrella and a new bench. And oh my goodness, we are so in love. Create a home that reflects your commitment to the environment. Visit homethreads.com slash sustainable and get a code for 15% off your first order. Homethreads.com slash sustainable. Love where you live. So many of us have chaotic closets that are crammed full of clothing items and yet somehow we still have nothing to wear. Well, upgrading to high quality and affordable pieces from Quince when you need them is a game changer. They offer organic cotton sweaters and washable silk tops. My 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters are my go-to. Not only are they affordable, but the quality is top-notch They wear better than the cashmere sweaters that are double their price. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash sustainable podcast for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sustainable podcast to get free shipping and 365 day returns. One more time, quince.com slash sustainable podcast. And we're back. On today's show, we're discussing the holiday decor, dare I say it, problem. We're going overboard. We're unintentional in our holiday decorating, everybody. You know it's true. Now we're on to the part of today's show where we're discussing my thoughts. Like, how can we fully enjoy the holiday season and still be intentional and still make choices that are right for our families? right for our planet, right for our wallets? How can we combine all of that and make the best decisions for us? Now, before we get into those thoughts, I just want to make it crystal clear that if you're planning or if you hope to purchase an heirloom piece of decor, you're going to have it for the rest of your life, and then you're going to pass it down to someone you love. I'm not talking about those type of decorations today. Right. I have personally wanted to add a manger scene to my home decor for at least the past 10 years, but I just haven't found one secondhand with all the pieces intact that I also happen to love. And I'm just too frugal to buy a really nice manger scene brand new. So I haven't bought one because remember, the quality heirloom pieces are really freaking expensive, aren't they? And so I've just gone without this manger scene. And I wouldn't say that my family's Christmases have been less than or lackluster simply because we don't have a manger. I wouldn't say that at all. The manger would perhaps add to the religious aspect of the holiday, but it's certainly not detracting from our celebrations by not having one. And so I'm not talking about the heirloom pieces. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the cheap quality junk 
Okay. And so I have some thoughts and some action steps for you. And some of them, you know, they're completely obvious. We've talked about them ad nauseum on this show before. And so we're not going to do it again today. But of course, stay out of the stores. It's really hard to make intentional shopping purchasing decisions when you're surrounded by the music and the colors and the ambiance. And key, the key here is the frenetic energy of everybody else in the store who's just gobbling stuff up and who's just running around with their carts on autopilot. It's really hard to make good decisions in that environment. So if you can stay out of it, if you can keep yourself out of that environment, that's really step one. And obviously, another thing we've talked about so many times on the show, too, is to get creative. If you're buying decorations that are single use or disposables, like the tinsel, like the ribbon, you can get creative. You can do better. Perhaps you buy a garland or a wreath made of compostable plant materials. Perhaps you save last year's ribbon to wrap this year's gifts. I just, another tangent here, but I saw a funny meme online and it said something along the lines that parenthood is basically a secret society in which parents and particularly mothers pass the same gift bag around and around and around. (laughs) And the same goes for ribbon, right? I have never bought a spool of ribbon in my entire life. That is 100% true. I just keep using the same ribbon over and over and over again. So we're not talking about those two overplayed ideas today, because again, we've talked about them so many times before. Stay out of the stores and get creative. But what I do want to talk about today is what I consider to be step one, and that is to commit to not buying any new decor item until you've unpacked your holiday decor boxes and put out what you already have. We are conscious consumers, right? We are intentional citizens of this planet. And so if we're not going to go out and buy fast fashion because we don't need another cheap sweatshirt, we are similarly not going to go out and buy holiday votive candles with a snowflake pattern on them simply because they're cute. Speaking of, now is the time to declutter the decorations you no longer love right now. So this episode releases on November 2nd. <laughs> I know, very early in the year. Now is the time. November 3rd is the time to put on the holiday and Christmas-themed and winter-themed decor items that you own that you no longer want. So unpack the boxes, take out the stuff and anything that you no longer love and anything that you no longer regularly display, put those items up for grabs in your community's buy nothing group. Now is the time when people are looking for those items. They're not going to be looking for them in January. They're looking for them now. So the opportunity of your previously loved items getting a second lease on life is high if you put them up for grabs now. So don't buy any decor item until you take out what you've already got. And as you're taking out and displaying what you've already got, find the joy in unwrapping the items you already have. Now, I know so many of you, probably all of you, right? There's so much joy to be felt when we unwrap the holiday decorations that we've had for years, decades, since our childhoods, perhaps. I'm not a very sentimental person when it comes to stuff. You know this to be true, especially if you've been listening to all 415 of my episodes. But the exception to this is in the holiday decor. 
I absolutely love unwrapping the woefully out-of-date decorations from my own childhood, very 80s decorations that my mother no longer wanted, so she gave it to me. I love looking at these items from my own childhood and reminiscing and sharing my childhood holiday stories with my own children. These items have been with me for a lifetime, and yours maybe have been with you for your lifetime. And so because the holidays, at least in theory, are supposed to be a joyous time of year, the memories you have attached to your decades-old decor items are likely happy ones. Happy memories to share with your children. Happy memories to display all over your home. And so I invite you to, as you're unpacking your decor items, to share the stories, share the memories with your loved ones, because the holiday magic, the Christmas magic, it's not in the thing. It's not in whatever you're unwrapping. The magic is what happens between people, between loved ones. And we'll talk about that more in a little bit. A practical tip here, too, as you're unpacking, is to remember the concept of containers, physical barriers. One of my earliest episodes was with Joshua Becker, the super famous minimalist, and we were talking about holiday decor. I'll link to it in the show notes. But if you're in a store and you see this super cute decor item, I want you to ask yourself, where are you going to store it? If you have three plastic lidded totes full of Christmas decor, Is buying this thing going to make you then have to add a fourth bin to your Christmas decor boxes? If so, then the answer to that item is, no, I'm not going to buy you. You're beautiful, and I can appreciate you, and I can love you from afar, but I don't need to bring you home. For me, I have three boxes, so three lidded totes, plastic totes, dedicated to all the Christmas stuff, with the exception of the tree lights. Those are in a trash bag way somewhere in the corner of the basement. But for all the ornaments, all the votive candles, the tree skirt, the, I don't know, special dishes, the snow babies that my grandmother gave me and I accepted reluctantly, all of it fits in three plastic totes. And so if I wanted, oh, and let me also say my totes, the lids on these totes, they barely fit. They are dangerously close to overflowing. And so if I was to see an item that I wanted to purchase to add to my decor, I would either have to say goodbye to something that I already have or get another tote. And getting another tote is my hard line in the sand. My life would not change all that much if I got another tote and started filling it with more decor. But it's my line in the sand. I will not add another Tote. And the reason is because when I was a child, my mother had a closet in her basement full to the brim of Christmas decor. And I learned that there is a line in which there's too much decor and which decorating for Christmas no longer is fun and becomes stressful. There is an amount of decor that I believe exists in which, again, it's not fun. It's stressful and strife with interpersonal conflicts and stress. And so for me, Three boxes of Christmas decorations is plenty. I will not add a fourth. So I hope that helps somebody who needs a tangible tip. Decide on the amount of boxes or plastic totes that you're going to have for Christmas decorations and give yourself the gift 
of restraint by knowing that that's enough. If you have three, you're never, not ever, not ever going to add a fourth. All right, now we're getting into my more theoretical fluffy tips, I would say. And that is to remember that decorations cannot create what isn't there. Decorations can add to the magic, certainly, but decorations alone cannot create Christmas magic. Christmas is in your heart. (laughs) And that sounds like a Hallmark movie, but it's true. I'm reminded of my conversation with Kara Perez here. She was on the show semi-recently. We were discussing the concept of lifestyle creep. And Kara put into words what I'm trying to say much better than I'm doing right now. (laughs) Kara said that in anything, in any situation in life, not holiday related, Kara asks herself, what's my main goal here? What's my number one goal? Is my number one goal to be the most attractive person at this party? Or is my main goal to network? Is my main goal to meet one new person? Is my main goal to have fun? Drill down on your one main goal for decorating. What's your main goal for having this holiday decor? Is it to wow your neighbors? Is it to cover up some aspect of your home that you feel is inadequate? Is it to add to existing magic that's already present in your home during the season? Is it to amplify the magic? Remember that your decorations are not going to create a magical season if the magic is not already within you. The decor will add to it, certainly, but items you buy in a store will never, ever have the power to create magic. These items are just things, just things. They can't create magic. And so that brings me to my final and most important soapbox thought. (laughs) And that is to remember, you know, what really matters during the holiday season. As I was researching for this episode, I really wanted to nail down on the why. Why do so many of us throw our hard-earned money, $269 worth, out the window every holiday season? Or better yet, a better analogy here would be, why do we throw $269 in the trash can by buying cheap decorations that are destined for the landfill, right? The answer that I found in my research came down to some variation of this. And it is that the smile on my child's face makes it all worth it. I want to make my child smile. I want my child to have an amazing holiday season. And so that's why we do it. That's the underlying reason. We want to create the magic or add to the magic for our children, the younger ones in our lives, right? We all want our children to be happy. We all want our children to experience the magic, of course, myself included. I want to add to my children's Christmas magic and happiness and joy and festivities. Absolutely. In addition to keeping them safe and healthy and well-adjusted, I also am here to increase their amounts of happiness that they have in their childhoods. But let's remember this. The smile on your child's face from that inflatable Snoopy wearing the Christmas hat in the airplane that you have on your front lawn, the smile that your child is going to have from that inflatable thing on your front lawn is a fleeting smile. 
It's not lasting. When we buy stuff at stores so that our child will smile, what we're really doing is we're teaching our child. Nope, let me say that better. We're training our child to look externally for a thing to bring them happiness. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to guess that if you were listening to this podcast about sustainable minimalism, you do not want to teach your child that lesson. Heck, your parents probably implicitly taught you to seek happiness and smiles in things, and now here you are, you yourself now, at this moment in time, are doing the real hard work of unlearning that untrue lesson, aren't you? That's why you're listening right now. I know that's the boat that I'm in at the moment, to be completely honest. Unlearning what has been so deeply ingrained in me since birth, not through just my parents, but also and more specifically and deeply through the culture of consumerism in which we live, it is so hard to unlearn this lesson that we have been bombarded with since birth, for sure. But next time you find yourself buying your child a thing, whether it be a blow-up yard decoration for Christmas or a Pokemon stuffed animal or a donut or whatever the thing is, next time you find yourself thinking about buying your child a thing so that they may smile, remember this. Happiness that originates externally is almost always, if not always, fleeting happiness. It by nature will not and cannot last. And so what's the result then? The result is a constant search for external sources of joy, when in reality, the lasting source of contentment, and not necessarily happiness, but contentment, the lasting source comes from within us. We do not want our children to try and find themselves find happiness, joy, contentment, merriment in things. This is ego satisfaction, and it is short-lived. And so the result then becomes that hamster wheel of buying in which they and we and all of us, we keep looking for more, more, more. We keep buying. We keep consuming. And around the holidays, specifically, that joy, that Christmas magic, whatever we want to call the festivities, it stems from, it originates not from the decor we put up, not from the presents we put under the tree, not even from the food that we so dutifully and diligently make and infuse with love. The Christmas magic isn't in any of that. The Christmas magic is what happens between people. I'm pausing here on purpose. (laughs) The Christmas magic is what happens between people. The laughter, the conversation, the compassion, and yes, the smiles. And so if you're going to buy a decor item this year, okay, try to make it something that you can make or do together. A great example here would be a gingerbread house. You purchase the pre-made gingerbread walls. Then I want you to sit down and I want you to decorate it with your family. Instead of just giving it to your kids and say, go to town, kiddos, sit down and make it with them. Make it an event. 
and then put it in your home somewhere and make it a focal point. Then decorate your home with this gingerbread house that you made together. In this way, your children will have gotten a high interest thing, yes, but more importantly, they will have the magic that happened between you and them as you all made it together. The magic is the memory, by the way, for life. Christmas magic is not what you buy on a store shelf. You can't buy it. Christmas magic is what happens between people. The laughter, the memories that are created, the conversation, the games you play, the compassion, the hugs, the snuggles. That's Christmas magic. And so my final word for you today is that a truly magical holiday season happens when we shift our focus from the decorations, from the gifts, from the perfectly cooked holiday meal to focusing on the beauty and the magic and that energetic thing that happens between loved ones during the month of December. It's not about stuff. It's not about decorations. It's not about presents. It's not even about food, and I love food. It's about that intangible connection, chemistry perhaps, definitely energy that happens between people who love each other. That's Christmas magic, and you're not going to find it in a store. Wow, I'm hopping off that soapbox now, and I'm going to say, I want to hear about your Christmas celebrations, your holiday celebrations, all of it. How do you focus less on stuff you can buy in a store, and how do you focus more on the people you love? You can email me. You can reach out to me on social media. I want to hear all of it, and if I get enough tips and tricks, I will add them into a future Christmas or holiday-themed episode. We always have a lot of holiday-themed episodes around this time of year because, again, let's circle back to the beginning of our show. Environmentalists do call Christmas the world's greatest annual environmental disaster. So it's prudent for me as an environmentalist to chat the heck out of this subject. We'll be back tomorrow for headlines, but before we talk about headlines, let me just say, I've been doing this show for going on six years now, and I have a lot of holiday-related episodes. I'll link to some of them in the show notes, but if you're thinking about getting your Christmas tree and you want to know what's the most environmentally friendly option, I have an episode all on that. It's in the show notes. Or how do I simplify the gift-giving process in my household this year? Or how do I tell the grandparents not to go overboard and buying for my child. I've covered all these topics. That's the beauty of doing something for six years and counting. I'll link to them in the show notes. Headlines tomorrow, the environmental need-to-know news headlines in under 15 minutes. I will see you then. Reach out if you need me and take care. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. 
new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.